3: No Other Beef So Fresh Can Be So Tender presents Hearts in Harmony Transcribed. Mmm, mmm, Kroger Ray Beef. It's delicious. There's no doubt about it, friends. Kroger Tenderay Beef is delicious. Why, it just has to be. For Kroger Ray is the one beef that's always fresh, always tender. No Other Beef So Fresh Can Be So Tender. Now, you know it's tender, because by the Kroger Tendere method, the top U.S. government grades of beef are made naturally tender without aging. You know it's always fresh, because by the Kroger Tendere method, there's no need for wasteful aging, no time for loss of savory juice. It's luscious red, rich in savory juices, and marbled with just the right amount of flavory fat. Yes, no other beef so fresh can be so tender as Kroger Tenderay beef. Yet it costs no more than ordinary beef. What's more, Kroger guarantees it's the best eating beef you've ever served or your money back. So visit your neighborhood Kroger store and get the finest beef value in town. Buy the one beef that's always fresh, always tender. Buy Kroger Tenderay beef. It's delicious. And now, Hearts in Harmony. Johnny Keith is home. Back from South Africa, back from a brush with death in a mid-Atlantic plane disaster that took the lives of six persons and seriously injured four others. Yes, Johnny Keith is back in Rossville at last. And Penny Gibbs' days of anxious waiting are over, for it was thought for some time that Johnny, too, had been lost at sea. He arrived at Penny's house only a little while ago, and now as he sits in the living room, Penny looks at him and says...
0: Oh, Johnny, I know it's always said at times like this. Hmm? I can see you and I can hear you, and and I've held you in my arms, but I still can't believe you're here.
2: Oh, I'm here all right, Penny. But uh, if you want to take me in your arms again, just to make sure it's all right with me.
0: Oh, Now I'm sure that you're here. You never (laughs) miss an opportunity, do you?
2: Only the big ones. Well, Penny, if you think it's good to see me, I'm, I'm glad, I'm flattered, pleased, and... Well, I, I'm glad. <laughs> but you can't be half as glad to see me as I am to see
0: you. Oh, don't be too sure of that. Oh, I'm
2: very sure of it. Why, well, out, out there in the ocean, after the plane came down, Penny, and the pilot came back to say we weren't sinking just yet, you have no idea how I thought about you and, and what I thought.
0: Oh, Johnny, do you think for one minute that I just sat there calmly and said... Johnny's been in an airplane accident in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. How quaint.
2: Well, I hope you're a little more upset about it than that.
0: Johnny, I was frantic. Do you know what the first reports of the accident said? Mm -hmm. What? That no one on the plane was alive.
2: Well, those of us who did get out alive were lucky, Penny. And we owe being alive to the pilot... Well, the landing was perfect. So beautiful, it was as if, as if he'd come down in the middle of a lake as smooth as glass.
0: Was the ocean rough when you landed?
2: Rough? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't think those rolling things were waves. I thought there were mountains.
0: Oh, golly, that must have been frightening. But, Johnny, if the pilot made a perfect landing, why were six people killed?
2: Well, people were killed and injured in an explosion, Penny. You see, we were flying along at about 5,000 feet when suddenly there was a muffled noise and the plane veered and started down toward the water.
0: Out of control? Well, for
2: a few seconds, but those seconds seemed like hours. I was sure we were going to hit the water nose first, but slowly the pilot got the plane under control, leveled her off, and we glided the rest of the way down. Huh, that pilot... He can fly me to the moon if he wants to. I wouldn't be afraid.
0: Johnny, Keith, you caused me enough trouble just flying across the ocean. You're not flying to the moon with anyone. <laughs> well, don't
2: worry. I'm not really anxious to. Well, Penny, mm-hmm. you say you see me and you, and you can't believe I'm here. Yeah. Well, seeing you was too good to be true. You know, out there after the accident, I was sure I never would. And I suddenly remembered something I said to you before I went away. I said, Penny, I'll never see you again. That's what I said, isn't it?
0: Almost. Oh, Johnny, you think you'll remember it, but I remember the exact words, every one of them. They were, Penny, something tells me that now and for all time I'm having my last look at Rossville and at you.
2: Well, you do remember it, Dutch.
0: Yeah. But, Johnny, ever since that plane crash, it, it's been running through my mind. It, it was nightmarish. Every time I think of you, I remember those words. Even heard your voice saying them.
2: I wonder why I made such a statement. Johnny. Mm Mm-hmm?
0: No matter where you're going, don't ever say we'll never see each other again. In the first place, it's a foolish thing to say. How do we know?
2: Yes. Yes, how do we know? Why wasn't I killed in that explosion on the plane instead of someone else? And why were they killed? They were coming home to friends or loved ones with just as much right as I had to make it safely.
0: I guess we never know the answer to a question like that, Johnny. None of us ever knows the why or the wherefore of unpleasant things.
2: Or the why or wherefore of pleasant things, for that matter.
0: Well, we say we know the why of the pleasant things that happen. We think it's because we're good or our plans worked out or something like that, but we really don't know why bad things happen. Maybe it's just as well.
3: Mm.
2: I know it's just as well. Well, who'd want to know what tragedy lies ahead? And if we knew the good things ahead of us, I... Well, I, I think a lot of the fun would be taken
0: out of life. Of course it would be. Johnny. Hmm? Johnny, I shouldn't ask. I should be so glad just to have you here for a minute that... It's almost insulting to ask, no, but... How, how long are you staying?
2: Oh, uh... I don't know. A while.
0: Well, that could be any length of time.
2: Yes, I know. I had certain plans when I left South Africa, Penny, but the plane accident sort of, uh, Well, it, it sort of made me realize how foolish it is to make plans. Plans that are too definite, I yes, mean.
0: Yes, but you must have some plans, well, Johnny.
2: Well, uh, vague plans, Penny. Vague ones only. It, it all depends.
0: Depends on what?
2: Uh, oh, nothing in particular. Everything in general.
0: <laughs> Your plans aren't the only thing that are vague, Johnny Keith. So are you.
2: Well, I feel that way, Penny. That scrape out there changed me a little. Oh, I'm not trying to toss off any heroics. I I was scared to death from start to finish. But, well, out there in the middle of nowhere, Penny, in that plane that suddenly seemed so flimsy, as if it were just pinned together paper, I realized how small and insignificant a human being is. How unimportant, how helpless. How like the microbe he is in the giant scheme of things.
0: Johnny, it isn't wrong to feel that way. I think it's right. I think there would be a far better and happier and more peaceful world if the men and women on it realized how small they were, how brief a time they live, and how perfectly futile it is to try to...
1: Come in. So you're packing, Dr. Evans. Oh, Dr. Weston, come in. I was going to stop by your office before I left and say goodbye. I thought I'd save you the trouble. Also, maybe save you. Dr. Weston, as soon as my bags are packed, I'm leaving this hospital, getting into my car and driving from Heatherton straight to Rossville. And that's where I'm going to stay. So if you don't mind, I I I do mind. Joel, sit down. I'd like to leave as soon as I can so I can make Rossville before dark. I won't keep you long. Sit down. All right. That's better. Please, Dr. Weston, don't waste your time or your breath trying to make me stay here, for I'm not going to stay. It's not a waste of time or breath. But what you're about to do is a waste of talent and the complete annihilation of an opportunity. I know what I'm giving up by leaving here. But I don't see how you can. If you did and were in your right mind, you couldn't possibly leave. I'm leaving just the same. And in my right mind. And for what? A better opportunity? A chance to be a better doctor? Oh, no. girl. Just because of a girl. I don't look at it that way. And I happen to have sense enough to know that no girl, whether you love her or not, is worth the opportunity you're throwing away. What has this Penny Gibbs promised you? What has she said to you that's making you do such a stupid thing? She hasn't said anything. Has she asked you to leave the hospital? Has she encouraged you in any direction? No. As a matter of fact, she tried to make me change my mind about leaving here. And the only encouragement she's ever given me is... Well... She might love me someday. And because of a vague hope that the girl you love might someday love you, you give up everything you Dr. They... Weston, it isn't as simple as you think. Penny's not only interested in me, but in someone else. Sure, I could give her up, stay here and let this other fellow have her. But when I want something as much as I want Penny Gibbs, I'll fight for it, no matter what I have to do. You wouldn't understand that, would you? All you think of is charts, sickness, cures, labs, patients, operations. You're a doctor, yes, a fine doctor, but you're not a human being. Joel. you're one of the finest young doctors I've ever known. But as a man, you're one of the biggest fools on the face of this earth. What if you lose this girl or the other fellow, then what? Well, then I lose her, that's all. And then you'll come crawling back to me and expect me to open the doors of Heatherton Hospital to you as if you'd been off duty for a few hours. No, Dr. Weston. I'm fully aware of the fact that you won't want me back at any time, for any reason. You can be very sure I won't. Now, go on, pack your bags, get out of here. And don't ever let me see you or even hear your name inside the walls of this hospital again. Yes, Dr. Evans, get out of here and stay (laughs) out.
0: Oh, that was fun, wasn't it? That whole mm-hmm. summer was fun, Johnny.
2: The best I've ever had, Penny. At, at least the best I can remember. But, Penny, I wonder if we could have the same fun now.
0: Oh, I couldn't we. Oh, I
2: don't know. So much has changed, mostly us. Yes. So much has happened, most beyond the debit side. Oh,
0: Johnny, that's one thing that's wonderful about memory. It seems to be a, a sifter. A sifter? Yeah, you know, it sifts out pain and ugliness. It weeds out sorrow and unpleasantness. Now, those things are hard to remember after a while. Yet the, the nice things seem to be enlarged. If a thing was beautiful when we remember back somehow, it seems all more beautiful than ever.
2: Well, then, Penny, we're, we're just kidding ourselves. Or our memories are fooling us when we say we used to have nothing but good times
0: oh, together. Oh, no, no, Johnny. We've been allowed to forget the times that weren't good. Our memories discarded them. Johnny, mm-hmm. you know that we'll both look back on this week and all the days of the plane accident someday and actually laugh?
2: Laugh? Are you sure?
0: Well, no, that might be going a little too far. What I mean is, you'll forget the fear you had, and I'll forget the long hours of waiting and wondering. And we'll only remember that you came home safely. We were happy to see each other.
2: Yeah, I think we are, too.
0: Are we? (laughs) Oh, Johnny, can't you tell? Hey, wait a minute, Johnny mm-hmm. Keith. I can forgive you for being in an accident, but I cannot forgive you for not letting me know you were safe and well.
2: Not letting you know? No, you didn't. Well, well Penny, now look, something's oh, wrong. Oh, wait till
0: I answer the door and then we'll talk
2: about it. Well, I'll say we will. I don't know what you expected just me to do.
0: Just a minute, Johnny, just a minute. Oh, telegram. Thank
2: you. Telegram, Penny? Hope it isn't bad news. No, so do I. There you are, thank you. Well, it, it better not be bad news. I think you've had enough for a while, haven't they
0: you? I most certainly have. Oh, Johnny, I must be getting old telegrams to
2: worry me. Nine times out of it's for no
0: reason at all. Well, well, what's this one about? Or isn't it any I of my know. business? I don't I haven't read it yet. Be well, quiet. I'll... I'll... Oh, it says, still shaking, but I'm safe and well. And I'm shaking a leg to Rossville. <laughs> <laughs> Love, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, Johnny did wire Penny that he was safe, but got home before his message did. Is Johnny in Rossville for a visit or to stay forever? And has Joel lost not only the opportunity offered him at Heatherton Hospital, but lost Penny as well? Be sure to listen to the next dramatic episode of Hearts in Harmony. Mmm, mmm, Kroger tender ray beef. It's delicious. Why, naturally, Kroger tender ray beef is delicious. It's the one beef that's always fresh, always tender. No other beef so fresh can be so tender. Yet Kroger Ray beef costs no more than ordinary beef. And listen, besides offering you the one beef that's always fresh, always tender, Kroger also offers you more meat for your money. It's like this. Kroger has a special way of cutting beef that removes excess bone, excess waste, and stringy ends. Since all this is done before your purchase is weighed and priced, you get more meat, less waste. So to get the most, to get the best, get Kroger Tender Ray Beef. Friends, may we remind you, the only place you can buy famous Kroger Tender Ray Beef is at your neighborhood Kroger store. When you go there to buy Kroger Tender Ray, you get the one beef that's always fresh, always tender, always delicious. And you get more meat for your money, because Kroger Cut Beef gives you more meat, less waste. So visit your neighborhood Kroger store soon and buy Kroger Tender Ray Beef, the finest beef value in town. Be with us again tomorrow, same time, same station, for another exciting transcribed chapter of Hearts in Harmony.